Hello everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Keyboard Smash. If you don't know me yet, hi, I'm Albin, I'm 16, and I currently live in Jakarta, which is the capital city of Indonesia. I talk about a myriad- let me do that one more time. I talk about a myriad of topics here on this potty. Hmm, myriad. You can tell that I took GCSE English Lit last year. <laughs> With the only metric for this podcast being that I talk about something that I'm actually interested in. Sidebar. I'm not entirely sure that I used the word metric correctly, but what I am sure is that any Americans listening to this episode are probably going to start yelling at me about the metric agenda. Like, I support big metric or whatever. Like, why do y'all hate the metric system so much? Like, I've seen so many, like, Tumblr threads and Reddit threads where Americans are trying to defend the imperial system when you really can't defend it. Like, you measure things using the feet of an old dead white guy. Make that make sense. Like, the metric system actually makes sense, right? Like, in a centimeter, there are 10 millimeters. Sorry. Uh, The ghost of a Swedish nurse just overtook my body. In Okay, back. In a centimeter, there are 10 millimeters. In a meter, there are 100 centimeters. And in a kilometer, there are 1,000 meters. Like, that makes sense. None of this, like, there are three feet in a yard and then, like, eight yards in a mile. That doesn't make sense. Like... How, how that doesn't that, that is there's no standardized idea to that that doesn't make any sense anyways i really went off on a tangent there anyway the metric system is better than the imperial system that's my hot take for today goodbye actually not goodbye i still have a lot of things to say uh today i'll be talking about the internet you know the good the bad and the celebrity wikifeet library before we begin i just wanted to say that if you like the vibe so far feel free to follow the potty on Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. There was a bit of a mix-up last week where I said that this podcast is distributed to Apple Music, which is wrong on two counts. Number one, podcasts aren't distributed to Apple Music, they're distributed to Apple Podcasts. Um, And number two, turns out that the app I use, they don't distribute the podcasts to Apple Podcasts. Uh, And if you want to, you have to do manual distribution, and I'm 16, okay, I have other things to worry about. So the ones that I know of, this is distributed to Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. That's it. So feel free to follow me if you like the vibe so far. Um, And yeah. Before we even begin, no, before we even begin our discussion, is it a discussion if I'm just talking at you? That's philosophy. Freud, get on that. Actually, Freud, don't get on that. You had, like, really severe mommy issues. Never mind. Before we even begin. I want to clarify something, which is that the internet is massive. There's like really no other way to say it. The internet is massive. Whatever you believe internet culture to be, it really, it's not like, it does not represent the entirety of the internet. Do you know what I mean? Okay, this is hard to explain. Let's say like the internet was the world. What you believe internet culture is, it's like saying, oh, Madagascar is representative of the entire world. It's not. This is no hate to like Madagascar. Karians? How would you call people from Madagascar? I don't know. People from Madagascar, no, like, hate to you. It's just that you're a very small country, okay? Are you a country? Like, are you or are you a colony? Is colonialism still a thing? Okay, look, okay, it's like, it is midday, I haven't eaten, so if I 
say something a little bit out of left field, blame the fact that my stomach is running on nothing but probably three cups of tea right now. Anyways, back on track. The internet is massive, and that is the first thing you have to understand about the internet, because it exists in sections. Like, it's big enough that it exists in sections. And I feel like an experience that I had that was very representative of that is when, okay, hard to explain this. A friend of mine posted a story on her Instagram where she posted like a meme of Nicki Minaj being angry at Tom Holland because he's dating Zendaya. If you don't know, Tom Holland's dating Zendaya right now. Um, And I replied to her story going like, what? I don't get this. Like, because for a split second, I'm like, we're Nicki... When I say Nikki, I mean Nicki Minaj, not Nikki Zefania. I mean Nicki Minaj. Was Nicki Minaj like involved with Tom Holland? Um, and then she said, no, no, no. It was like a meme from like 2017, 2018, where uh, that went around that like Nicki Minaj and Tom Holland were romantically involved. So that was sort of like back. So I was like, oh, okay, that's really interesting. And then I thought about about it because my my response is if I'm not wrong was oh okay I was probably on a different side of the internet and that was the truth I had not gotten wind of this thing because apparently it was apparently a really big thing like everyone knew of this meme except for me and then I realized oh that was because in 2017 to like 2018 2019 I was having my like indie youtuber indie girl phase I was I was dead set on being anti-mainstream, and by doing so, I became incredibly mainstream, where, like, my main inspirations and the content I was consuming was, like, Dadalado, Dan and Phil, sort of, like, Tumblr-adjacent YouTubers. I was a big part of, like, like early, early Wattpad, when Wattpad was still, like, YN slash fix and not, God, I don't even know what it is now. I haven't been on Wattpad in a really long time once I realized that, like, archive of our own has better fan fiction than Wattpad because I don't think I don't think Wattpad caters to fan fiction anymore which is okay we'll talk about that later because I think that's really interesting so I was on a completely different side of the internet than her so I never knew about that despite the fact that realistically I should have come across that meme but I just didn't and that's the thing the internet is especially curated for you it works on an algorithm which I know is a really scary word it is a scary word for me and I think like I don't even fully understand what an algorithm is all I know is that it's like this big scary math equation maybe maybe I'm thinking of algebra (laughs) but the algorithm is a program that feeds you the content you want to see and you want to hear and that's what makes the internet so interesting because this is the place that we're supposed to be like ultra connected right so then how come we're like being more sorted and sectioned than ever like i just think that's one of the most interesting interesting things about the internet and i think that it is most seen right now like i know you would say it would probably be twitter like maybe 2015 you would say that twitter would be like the prime example of the sections of the internet but in my opinion it's tiktok and i think what's really interesting about tiktok is that it is the place where it's also the most acknowledged the fact that we're sort of like sorted by what we like like TikTok, think about it. There's like frog TikTok, straight TikTok. There's what else? Um, cooking TikTok. There's like organizational TikTok. There's so many different types of TikTok based on your For You page. And I think the For You page is like, honestly, the idea of the infinite scroll of the For You page is simultaneously genius and so, so evil. Like, they 
TikTok is a place where you know that with every single scroll, you are going to be fed content that you like. Like, they perfected the algorithm. You know what you're getting. And it's like this addictive, like, I know what I'm getting. It's like this instant release of serotonin that I just think, like, is it a little bit evil? Uh, yeah, not even like a little bit. This is people exploiting our time for a ad, for AdSense, in a sense. That rhymed. On TikTok, the way that it's different from everywhere else on the internet is that it was the fastest to go, like, to acknowledge. It was the fastest to acknowledge that there were different sections. And then, this, this next thing that happened was something I don't remember ever happening, which is that they, among those sections within that social media app, there became, like, a hierarchy, a ranking of how cool you were based on where you are on TikTok. I don't think I've ever seen that. Like, probably the closest I've ever seen to something like that is Tumblr. But even then, it wasn't that bad. Like, here, like, TikTok, it's, like, bad. Like, I know for a fact, if I see someone I know repost a TikTok from, like, straight TikTok, unironically, I will rub, like, not rub into them, I will rib them so hard. I will make fun of them. Probably to their faces. Because I'm like, that's like so uncool. I'm like, yeah, well, why do I think that? We immediately made a hierarchy of what side of TikTok we're on. I'm sorry, pause. That's like really weird. And again, going back to the original point of that, the internet was supposed to be like this wonderful space where everyone connected with each other and you were supposed to find, like we were supposed to cross ac- like cross across our differences and like find people that aren't like us. And instead, what we did was that we immediately sorted ourselves into groups, and then we went, we're cooler than you because we're in this group. We fully, like, we, the people who made the internet were like, this is going to be this wonderful wonderful invention, and it is. But then look what we did with it. And I just, and this goes on to my next point, which is that the internet exists in a vacuum. It is, in, it is at its core. The internet is just one giant Roomba, okay? sidebar i didn't know what a roomba was for a very 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 long time i thought a roomba was a drum because look me in the we can't look me in the eye because you don't know what i look like um look me in the mouth in the voice i just spat all over my mic oh my god i'm so sorry look me in the face and tell me that roomba does not sound like a drum anyways that's the thing like the internet exists in a vacuum which means a lot of different things it means that Everything is curated to you, which is, like, really cool. It means that it's a, it's, it's a really easy way to find a temporary sense of joy, and I, I appreciate that. But in regards to your own opinions and how it's affected the way we interact with the world, it means that you're only ever met with people who agree with you. Like, sounding boards don't exist anymore in any sense of the word because you're always met with the people that have the same opinion as you like regardless of who you follow the people that you actually end up talking to or the people that have the same opinions as you when like like when you like, let's say you have twitter okay when you tweet something you expect people to agree with you there's there's never this expectation of like oh people might not agree with me and i'm going to encourage healthy 
debate in the comments like no you want people to agree with you and support you and that's normal but it's become to the point that we don't know maybe not we when i say we i'm going to refer to my generation the ones that grew up on the internet like that this is all we know when it comes to social interaction what we know best is the internet what we know best is social media it's there's a reason why it's really hard for us to have a discussion verbally because number one we've lived in an environment where we're always supported in our decisions and we're never being like when like it's very it's very it's become very us and them again where we're like oh we're enlightened and they're you know horrible and i should send them death threats like this is we've we've lost perspective of a gray area when it comes to our communities where we believe that like these people are evil and then these people are amazing like no people don't exist like that and i'm not gonna lie the internet really contributed to that because again there's the fact that we don't have sounding boards anymore but it also means that like the internet is a very lonely place to be you know even if you are quote-unquote around people you're going to be stuck in that one space for a very long time like I have internet friends and that's great and that's awesome but I imagine that it gets very lonely like even me I have friends that I know in real life but because of the pandemic or I don't even want to say the pandemic because of the pandemic I haven't been able to see them and yeah okay I can like call them on discord or I can text them or I can you know send them funny posts on Instagram and TikTok but it's not the same and it gets incredibly lonely very quickly so we don't we never developed some of these skills where it was we never there was how do I say this the internet really encouraged this idea of like well we have to fight for ourselves all of the time where sometimes we don't we don't have to and I'm gonna say this Twitter exists as a perfect example of this because here's the thing with Twitter Twitter encourages the idea of an immediate reaction. You see something and you immediately go to Twitter. It's a fast-paced, it's fast-paced. You It moves at speeds unknown to man, right? Like, Twitter content moves like that. It's so fast. And then it changes every, like, minute. Whatever the trending topic is, it's like, bang, 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 bang. It changes. And it's the perfect example of this issue that I've seen, that I'm seeing a lot more of on the internet, which is that, because everyone reacts immediately to every single thing in the world, even before you've begun to formulate your own opinion and do your own research, there are people shoving it down your throat going, you have to feel a certain way or else you're a horrible human being and I never want to talk to you ever again. That is what Twitter feels like. And I would imagine that it's very tiring because the thing is it's trying to move onto Instagram as well where like if you don't feel like this then you're a horrible human being and especially on TikTok as well when people are saying like if you scroll past this I hate you like it's very inflammatory I feel like that's the word I'm not entirely sure if that's the word and it manifests itself in my opinion as like cancel culture so, okay, I know, like, I went through my demographics, and there are a few, like, 40-year-olds who follow this potty. So I'm going to explain cancel culture to you. Cancel culture is this ideal of, I think it 
mainly started on the internet. I'm not entirely sure. And it came to the forefront during the Me Too movement in 2016, like early Trump era. But it's been there before long. Where it's the idea of you, how do I say this? You find out something bad about a person. Uh, they've done something awful in their past. I feel like the best example for this is Shane Dawson. A lot of very bad things in his past. He did blackface. He promoted racial stereotypes. They were untrue and very harmful. Um, and then the internet came for his throat. And for like, for there's part of us like, as they should. But then he bounced back. And this is the main issue with cancel culture. I'm going to tangent a little bit here. Cancel culture will permanently ruin the careers of those that made a mistake 20 years ago but it will allow the people that have continuously made mistakes and not made amends um continue made mistakes over the years and have not made any form of amends and allow them to come back and i feel like the prime example of that right now is like james charles and david dobrik david dobrik has a lot of money so does james charles i know that sometimes they sue people for saying defamatory things of them but i live in a different country so i feel a little bit safer anyways they james charles okay i'm gonna put like a trigger warning content warning here i will be talking not in deep in depth because this isn't even in my notes i just want to start talking about it um i will mention like what david dobrik and james charles did did so if you're uncomfortable with that probably stop listening that's what i'm gonna say because i don't i don't know what the timestamps for this are gonna be so probably stop listening david dobrik how, I don't even know what to describe it. He used the violation of someone's consent. He used that as a form of content. And then he deleted those videos, meaning that we no longer have, like, so he has, like, plausible deniability. James Charles, so many young men came out against him and said that I was groomed, that he... uh he engaged in relations with me even though I'm a minor and he reached out to me even though I was a minor and those are both really disgusting things and if I'm not wrong James Charles just came back to the internet probably a few weeks ago with the get ready with me tutorial where he discusses like what happened and everything it's hard for me to explain because I didn't actually watch the video that's like another symptom of the problem but if you want a more in-depth discussion of like what James Charles did uh, if I'm not wrong, James Marriott on YouTube did, like, a full, like, 15-minute video, like, a psych analysis of that video, of his return. Go watch that. I think it was really good. Um, and David Durbick just came back, and I don't think he even addressed it. I don't even think he made amends, because he's YouTube's golden boy. No one wants to touch him. And, like, that's the thing. Like, these are two people who did awful things, but because of the fact they have massive followings and because we want to ignore what they've done for the sake of our power social relationship with them, we want to, like, we forget that, like, a month ago we were at their throats for something that was really serious. And because of the, and that is just like a symptom of just how quickly everything moves here on the internet and how, I don't know, I'm not entirely sure where I was going with that, but I think that that was something that we had to mention. The other thing about Twitter that I've noticed is that you can't have a discussion with anyone because everything is an attack on who they are 
Uh, I this is a hot take that I might get cancelled for. Um, so I'm gonna have to tread very lightly on how I say this. When you disagree with somebody, that doesn't necessarily mean that that person hates you. Yeah, that's where I'm going with this. I feel like on the internet, and especially on social media platforms like Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, when we disagree with another human being, their first response is to believe that it's an attack on them. It's that them, like, it's that me and them mentality again, where it feels like you're the only person up against the world. Like, look, I I may disagree with you on that one thing, but that doesn't mean that I hate you. That doesn't mean that you have to hate me. I think when I see this most is in the interpretation of art. Okay? We, art has always been a subjective experience. Nobody has the right answer for how you're supposed to experience art. And backlash for how you experience art has existed for centuries. Ever since art criticism has existed, there will always be one person who tells you that your opinion is wrong. And that's fine and normal, and that's what art encourages. But what's happening a lot more now is that we, someone says that they don't agree with the one thing that you did, and then there will be another person on the internet that says that you're wrong for A, B, C, D reasons, which is fine, and then they end it with, I hate you, you're a horrible human being. I just don't think that that's okay in any sense of the world word. And I think... The main reason for that is that social media is a one-way platform. It's the fact that there's a certain level of bravery that we get out of being anonymous, regardless of how anonymous you are. You don't have to say this to somebody's face. And because of that, you're far braver with your words. And that can be both a good thing and a bad thing. But what it does obviously immediately encourage is that there's this sense of You know, there's power in the fact that you don't know who I am. So I'm going to be this horrible human being to you because we're probably never going to meet each other anyways. It's this idea of like, oh, I'm never going to meet you anyways. And you're just like another person on the internet. We're missing the point here. This is another person at the end of the line. Like, there's been so many times where I've seen, I guess the best example for this are like celebrities. They fumble with their words or they fumble with their actions. And do I believe that you should hold them accountable? Yes. But do I also believe that this person that has seemingly always had a great track record fumbles once? And when I say fumble, I don't mean that like they suddenly have this massive like criminal charge against them. Not so like that. They slipped their words once in an interview from five years ago. I don't think that that warrants someone sending them death threats. I don't think that does. I really don't think that there is a person on this planet where you warrant sending them a death threat. Regardless how, of how awful they are. Like Mr. Orange Man that happened to be the president of the United States for four years. Do I hate him? Yes. Would I ever tell him, go die in a ditch? No. I don't, I don't think that that's correct in any way, shape, or form. And that's... Um, look, I know they've sort of made out the internet to be like this awful place, and I get it. Because the thing is, the internet is currently overrun with a lot of really stupid people. Sorry, mom, I said the S word. 
but here's the thing. I grew up here, and I don't suck as a human being. Yeah, okay, I'm mentally ill, but I don't think the internet would be on the top 10 list for why I have bad brain days. Like, if anything, the internet really helped me get through a lot. It helped me find communities where people felt the same way that I did. It helped me find creators that, to this day, I love. And, like, here's a fun story. Um, I asked Dodi, Dodi Clark Darolado, on her Instagram a question um, that about, like, one of her song lyrics. And then she, like, answered it in a YouTube video. Like, I was so happy for the rest of the day because, like, this is really cool. I got to interact with, like, this person I really look up to. It helped the internet sort of bridge that gap between us commoners and, you know, famous people and stuff. And I think that's really cool. But the thing is, I've lived here for a while. I look at the internet as, like, my second home, you know? And it it does concern me where some of this is going. Like, I watched... I've watched Inside, the Bo Burnham special, like, three times now. And he mentions that it probably wasn't the best idea to shove gadgets and social media into our children's hands. Like, and to see that all the time. Like, the first thing that comes to mind, like, something that would never, I would never want a child to ever see, ever, ever, that was recently happening within social, the social media sphere was there is this there's like this influencer person here in Indonesia who how do I say this? Who was very much against the rebranding of Victoria's Secret, who said, Oh, I looked to Victoria's Secret because I wanted to see people who looked like the Victoria's Secret Angels. They were people who motivated me to be who I am today and they're and then she went on and on about how like they're not representing beauty anymore. They don't know what beauty understands and blah 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 and yada yada. Well, the first thing I thought of was it gave me like this really long like spiral where I thought about the benchmark for our beauty. Because the thing is, tangent again, the benchmark for our beauty, whether or not you agree with it or you think it is, at its core, the benchmark for our women's beauty or the beauty of people who have boobs and vaginas as of right now, it was never set by us. It was never set by us. It was set by men. Usually, straight cis men. Like, here in Indonesia, for example, here in Indonesia, there is this feel, we, the beauty standard is you have to be pale. And the old wives' tale has always been, oh, it's, you want to be paler because it meant that you didn't have to work out in the fields. <clears throat> and even if that is true, let's take that one step further. If you didn't work out in the fields, it meant that you had a higher social standing, right? And Indonesia was a country that was colonized by the Dutch for a very, very long time. And in my head, at the very least, what I seem to have happened, if you're from a larger, of a higher social standing, you're more likely to have attracted one of these Dutch men. Not because they liked you, but because they liked your father or your family or the power that your family had. So at its core, it wasn't it was never about work. It was about appeasing this man so that you would continue to live comfortably. So at its core, the benchmark for beauty in Indonesia was set by this white straight cis man. And I believe that one of the reasons we don't talk about that often and we don't let me not know talk about it often, but we don't really bring it to light casually is because Guess who controls the narrative? 
Jay White says, man. They control the narrative. Obviously they do. They have, there's a reason they've like maintained power for so long. Because they control the narrative. They make themselves look good. Anyways. No, that's the end of my side note. But when I was reading this influencer story, I don't even want to say their name. I want to give them airtime. Um, this influencer stories. My first thought was, dear God, they're probably children who follow you. And they're going to see that and they're going to hate the way they look afterwards. Like, the Victoria's Secret new model, I think, is wonderful. Is it for clout? Probably. They're trying to catch up with Fenty. But would it be nice if Victoria's Secret accommodated people who had bigger boobs? Yes. It would have been wonderful. So I don't see any downsides to that. But this influencer definitely did. And and I'm like, don't you think about your followers when you post something like that? Like, that's... That could really ruin somebody's day, you know? And I think another, like, key example of... Actually, no. I don't... I can't think of another key example of this. But here's one good thing about the internet that... Um, at first, it may not seem like a great thing, but here's one good thing about the internet. The internet means that we can kind of figure out everyone and who they are, right? Uh... And what I'm trying, okay, here's how I'm going to explain this. You know how um, England lost the Euro Cup this year? So they lost the Euro Cup, right? And I don't know what this guy's name is, but this guy, he, like, lost the penalty kick, and then a lot of these awful people started commenting very racist things under his Instagram, which is awful. Okay, I'm just going to preface by saying that was awful. A thread that was going around was, okay, find them, find their LinkedIn and report them. And is it awful that we have to report people for racism in the year 2021? Yes. But the internet is making this much easier. In a, not mean, okay, I'm gonna, okay. Is it awful that we still have, like, very vocal racists here in 2021? Yeah, it's awful. But if there's one big upside to the internet, it's that it has become very easy to weed out idiots and to make sure that you're not hiring somebody that's xenophobic or racist or sexist, etc. That you're hiring somebody who would fundamentally be good at the end of the day. And I think that, like, the fact that we all, that it, it's a place that, regardless of whether or not you're doing it consciously, you're airing out your dirty laundry there. That can be a good or a bad thing. But, you know what? I'm going to take the internet for what it is. Because, yeah, okay, yeah, it sucks sometimes. Sorry, mom, I said the other S word. But I, it's fun here, okay? I'm sorry. I have fun here. I see funny TikToks and I laugh and it makes my day better. So, yeah. The internet is just one giant Roomba. But Roombas are really fun. And Roombas, like, are actually kind of adorable. So, Nah. Nah. Zuckerberg may want me to do certain things, but no. What I'm going to do on the internet is cry to fan fictions on Archive of Our Own that were posted two years ago, and the last author update was, can't wait to post my next story, guys! Um, and then they never posted the next chapter, and I got really sad and I cried. So yeah, that's it for today's episode. That's all I wanted to talk about. Um, If you want to continue this discussion 
I'm not entirely sure what you should do. I have an Instagram. You can go follow it. I think it's linked there. You can go follow it. And then you can just continue the discussion there. But yeah, that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Keyword Smash. If you liked it, feel free to follow or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Um, And yeah, that's it for me. Bye!